I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Heading into your weekend. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Special weekend pod. Let's go. Yes. Countdown to media day. We're just a couple of days away. So, I'm, obviously, I know I'm not going to ask you. You watched a lot of media stuff today. How many teams had media day on Friday? Five, I believe. I think there may have been six because I think I saw some heat stuff. But yeah, yes, he definitely did. Because I remember uh, I saw quotes of Jimmy Butler saying, "Hey, I'm not a. You don't think I'm, I'm, I'm not? A, I'm not thinking. I'm not as much of an a hole as people say that I am. Like, hmm. it's a lot of people that say that. Somebody said uh, it, the uh, the Sarah Silverman joke is that uh, after if you if you keep having issues with roommates, then maybe then you're the bad roommate. Yes, <laughs> that is true. Um. But yeah, I mean, I was off today, so I saw a decent amount of it. Uh, I watched a lot of Brooklyn's. Um, okay, so the Brooklyn stuff, it it just fascinates me. I mean, you texted texted about it a little bit, but it fascinates me because Kyrie just seemed like he was just joyful, so different. And so, I mean, he answered everything great, like it, remarkable. I was just, it's like he was so nice. Everything, Durant acted like. He was literally, I texted to you, but like, it was like his 10th year in OKC. He just got put out of the playoffs for like the eighth time in a row. And it's like, oh, another season. I'm like, bro, you just decided to come here with your friends. Like, isn't this like an exciting, I mean, I know he's in like rehab. He's not going to play, but still, it, I don't know. It was just two different vibes I got. They're just two completely different people. And it's, it's what's going to make this Brooklyn thing so fascinating. They're just going to feed stories to reporters. I mean, just... Any kind of media person, you're just going to get fed on a platter these stories. Because Kyrie is the, and their, their media day presences showed their personality to me. Kyrie is the sit, is the lean forward. You know, he has, you know, his back's not against the chair, and he's like, has using his hands and he's telling things and he's he's likes he he loves that he's very articulate and he can sound when he sounds smart and he's trying to talk and and you know explain all smart. these things. But he loves when he sounds smart. I'm not saying he's not smart. I'm just saying he loves yes. when he sounds smart. Uh, and so, which I do too. But the then you have the the opposite, and you could definitely tell that Brooklyn was Kyrie's idea. Kyrie was talking about how he loves Brooklyn. He's like, I'm from New Jersey, so I'm coming back. You know, these are my roots, and uh, I wanted to come back and to play in New York. And he was all excited about it. And then on Durant's side, Durant is just this laid back, a chill guy who's just wants to play basketball and doesn't really like all the other stuff. And he's been burned by media before. And he's tried to reach out to media, did all the Bill Simmons podcasts. He's trying to do his boardroom thing. But he just has this personality of a laid back, you know, lean all the way back, slouch in his chair kind of guy. And he'll he'll answer questions, but he's just not going to be as enthusiastic. He's not going to get excited about answering a question. And and he doesn't have to sound smart. He doesn't have to, like, formulate an answer that will work for people. He's just going to say what the answer is. He's like, eh, yeah, I wanted to. Come and I was telling, much. I was telling you this because I don't think that it, it felt like he. You were saying that it seemed like he was above it, and I was like, well, yeah. he's kind of going into this season 
going into rehab. So it's it's not like this is a season he's going to be super attached to, and he has all this rehab in front of him to deal with. And so it's not like he's he's like super excited about today. Today is like a weird picture day where you get to go take the pictures, but you're not going to be in the school, and you have to redo that grade. And so like all your classmates are going to go on without you. And so you're like, why am I investing in this if <laughs> if I'm just going to have to do True. this again next year, right? True, true. I get it. Uh, I feel like he should be excited. <laughs> <laughs> he chose yeah. to go there. Like uh, is, He talked about today he hasn't even taken a jump shot yet. Yeah, that's crazy. I just love the fact that DeAndre is oh, getting man. lumped into Kyrie and, and Katie. Yep. Everything. Like how that, many times okay. were they referenced together? A reporter today in the front row in the front row. They and they in uh, in Brooklyn they pass around microphones, which I am increasingly more appreciative of now that I am not in a media room all the time. Um <laughs> gave the microphone I, I that, was given to this reporter and he goes. So, you know, the now that you're in this this trio of all stars. Um, you know, Durant, DeAndre, and, and you, and he's talking to Kyrie, and I was like, did this guy just say DeAndre part of this tree? Like, there, people are trying to push a trio, and sometimes you, you wonder, like, has that guy watched basketball in the last five years? Right? Or no, exactly. <laughs> that This is, I mean, we joked about this last year, or towards the end of last year, I'm like, this is, DeAndre is the new test case he's of the litmus do you test. watch. Yes, of do you watch, and I know we have to move on, but when DeAndre is getting interviewed, it's a weekend, and I, he was going over his like role and things. He he was like associated with his role. And he dropped that he he's a, a paint protector, and <laughs> he does protect it from the ball hitting the ground. He will grab the bo- he will grab the boards. The ball I don't know not if touch he got like a p- part time job at Lowe's or Home Depot. Sherwin Williams, he's working at Sherwin yeah. Williams now. <laughs> Oh, anyway, I just got a kick out of that. I loved it. Got to protect the uh, the gloss and the glossy finishes and the... <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Media day was fascinating today. Uh, the Dwight Howard stuff continues to. Who knows how long that's gonna I last? Love it. It's your favorite thing. It's my least favorite thing. I, I just it's my favorite hobby on Twitter now is just to find stuff about Dwight. Or should we call him Draymond or Dwight? I didn't know if he'd switched his name. Somebody asked Javale today what he thought about the growing international presence of the, of the of basketball. He really, he really didn't have an opinion. It was kind of fun. I like, love that that was asked to Javel. Also, the Lakers did every single player on their roster had had media appearance. Every single one of them: Taylor Horton Tucker to Troy Williams to all of them. The, some of their G League guys, like the three camp invites that the Mavs have. Imagine if they had a podium appearance. That's like the Lakers did that today. If they don't put Baba on the podium. On <laughs> I'm disappointed. The Lakers also had a thousand media members at their press conference. We also saw the Rockets, which was which was interesting just to see Russell Westbrook. I, Russell Westbrook is becoming more likable to me. There's a there's well, a, I feel like he opened up some, and I thought Tim McMahon tweeted out a quote or something. Somebody joked and said, "In next question," and I'm pretty sure I'm paraphrasing yeah, no, this. Go yeah, look at right. it, where he said something like, "This is behind me now." You know that he I'm said the like next question new... thing is behind me now, and I really feel like he's turned over a new leaf. Like this is a new situation for him, and. You know, of course, we've been burned by new situations from athletes before, but it's helped a lot of athletes. Like Kyle Lowry, I've been wanting to do a video for a long time on these late bloomers, like Kyle Lowry, uh, and then who's who's going to be another like late bloomer? Because Kyle Lowry was like this middle of the road. Like, imagine if Corey Joseph all of a sudden just jumped up and became an all star this year. Yeah, like that's Kyle Lowry. <laughs> what Kyle Lowry did, he was playing in Houston and playing in Memphis and wasn't really getting a lot done, and then all of a sudden he's an all star. You're like, what? Where did this come from? But 
Uh, so Russell Westbrook, he comes in this new situation. His appearance on Jimmy Fallon, I, I watched a little while ago. It was so random that he was on Jimmy Fallon, but he was he came off super likable. And I just I hope that he turns over a new leaf on the court too, because that's where he becomes unlikable. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, teammates always talk um, glowingly right. about him it's, it, um, in, like, in like a Rondo way. Yes. <laughs> That's another thing. Avery Bradley Ro- said that he came to the Lakers because of Rondo today. Ro- when Ro- I just can't get over when Rondo talks about leadership and holding people accountable. It's, I just, it's hilarious. Of, it's of all people. so ironic. When when Rondo's sitting at a desk saying, hey, Anthony, Anthony was late today, <laughs> and I, I was holding him accountable already. I told him he's late. I'm like, were you? I made okay. him stand in the corner and stare at the wall for five minutes. You, for every minute he you, was late, I made him stand and stare at the corner. <laughs> You are holding people accountable I for John Rondo. People Thank can change, you. Isaac, like Dwight Howard. That, that's that's very true. <laughs> Dwight Howard did not talk about his snakes, all the snakes that he has in his house, though. I was disappointed about that. Okay, all right. Well, on the podcast today, <laughs> on the special weekend pod, obviously we just <clears throat> talked about a lot of the media days, and now we're going to do some previews of some bench bigs. So, uh, yeah. There's a lot of there's there's three bench bigs we're gonna do today: Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba, and Boban. Not really bench bigs. One starter, two two bench bigs. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I call them the bench bigs because Dwight was a bench player for so long. But I mean, yeah, I guess he now might be a bench player. At some I guess point. now he's the starter. Um, but before we do that, five star iTunes reviews, you guys. Really appreciate you guys sending these in. This is from Nico the accountant. I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. Can we get a way to get Luca and KP to visit itcanwait.com? They're constantly videoing their music while at the wheel. I've spoken to other Mavs fans, and we just want to make sure they are safe and sound and mentally and physically capable to winning championships. No, the answer is no. Uh, I'm sure that they understand. I'm sure they're being safe. Uh, This is a thing that I just don't get with people, and uh, yeah, no. So, coming up next, we'll preview Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba, and Boban's season. I told everyone that I would <laughs> that I would read these, so I'm going to read all of them, even that one. That's remarkable. All right, Isaac. Dwight Powell. We know his backstory. He was part of the Rondo trade, ironically, who we just spoke about. Hmm. He is the last remaining member of the Rondo trade from any of the teams involved. Um, and so now Dwight Powell has made his way from one of the – most hated Mavericks because of his contract, because of the fact that he could not catch a lob from his lack of rebounding, to mm. now maybe a fan favorite. He has maybe like gotten like clawed and reached himself back up into fan favorite status, and so now and now he's the starting center, which is wild. It's it is it truly is wild. I was talking with. Um, so I was talking with Cole Rast the other day, the uh, editor at the Smoking Cuban, and um, obviously I started with Fan Sided and Smoking Cuban. Gosh, what five, five years ago, and uh, that's where I met Cole through that. And Cole brought it up to me. He's like, "Remember when you first started hating Dwight Powell?" He's like that, and that like people jumped all over you about this. I had like a couple random people with like anonymous profiles that would write me all the time and give me heck why I hated on Dwight. Um, I don't want, I wouldn't say it's come full circle, but it's come really close or not really full circle. Cause I don't want to go like, it's not going back to that, but, um, a 180. let's just say a 180, close to a 180. 
not 360 but 180 <laughs> yeah yeah um and it mainly it, it was the role that carlisle had him in back then oh boy uh that you know dwight obviously they they gave him that extension after the deal after the rondo deal and all that stuff they kept him around long term he was getting paid a decent amount of money but they were trying to make him this like stretch big and it's like that just wasn't working. He and was part of the 2016 class, the Myers Leonard's, the you know the the guys that got just the Ennis Canters, the guys that got paid way too much money because everyone freaked out about the salary cap increasing by 20 million dollars. And so Dwight Powell gets this huge deal, and people were saying, "Whoa, hey, we kind of liked this guy, but now it's just it's ridiculous." And so then he became one of these overpaid guys, and then the salary yeah, cap kept it, going up, and now he's now he's pr- pretty much he's he's paid fairly, I think. Now. Yeah, well, the question back then was, well, what does he do well? Yeah, what Why does are we he paying do? this guy? <laughs> yeah, what does he do? If and he was trying to shoot threes because he got he got paid, and then the very next season he shot twenty eight percent from three, and it was just like, okay, what's going on? What are they trying to make him? Uh, but now, since that time, they changed Dwight Dwight's role to the hey, we're gonna make him the traditional rim rolling, not only traditional but traditional in our system, the rim rolling big. And hey, go catch lobs, try to rebound. He's going to hustle, all that stuff. Like, and we've talked about this before, but the the organization absolutely loves Dwight Powell. He's one of the best dudes, human beings in that locker room. Yeah. Super respectful. He's a brainiac. Like he just connects with Carlisle like that. Super smart. Like he's just he is the ultimate teammate with that. He does all the dirty things. He does all the things that you ask him to do. He knows the system. Um what nothing the dirty keep going (laughs) i said the dirty things because he hustles he dives on the floor uh he doesn't care about all that he's going to give everything he has um we joked or we went through like random stuff uh on the 2k ratings when the 2k 20 came out nba the video game and we said who has the highest hustle rating and it was like by far dwight powell on the game like (laughs) hey they got something right on the game so that was cool can't get the servers right but they got dwight powell's hustle rating and so then, yeah, fast forward until till now, it's crazy that he's looking like he's going to be the starter next to KP, and he plays that role at the five spot to where you know he's going to set a pick, he's going to hustle, he's going to get down the lane, he's really good at rim rolling. Uh, it might sound like a simple skill in the league, but it's not that simple. Um, yeah, for what for what he is now, now that the salary cap has went up, um, the role that he is now, I think, yeah, he's adequately paid. And he's become an elite rim roller. That helps a lot. Yeah, <laughs> he he really couldn't catch lobs. Like there, he would he would miss a whole bunch of them, and that was really frustrating. He would take he would take a bunch of threes. He cut down the threes, and now he's this elite rim roller and hustle guy. And those two things, like you have two things that you can. I mean, three and D is the the thing that you want the most <laughs> if you're gonna just have two things to your game. But Dwight Powell having the hustle and the uh, elite rim rolling that is. Those are two things that he can definitely put down and he can bring to a basketball team. So the biggest question for Dwight heading into the season is, can he be anything else? He, We know he can be the hustle guy. We know he can be the elite, elite rim roller. Can he become a rebounder? Can he become uh, a guy that defends well out in space? Can he become something else? That's, that's my biggest question for Dwight because that'll, that'll determine if he can be the starting center going forward or if the Mavs have to find a different solution, maybe moving KP to center or you know something else. 
Yeah, because don't um, I know towards the end of last season he did you know hit a few threes and people freaked out. I was like, it's March it and April happen? Dwight. It's March, you know, March Dwight. Um, but last year for a season he shot thirty percent from three. So March for our Dwight. <laughs> um, so I think it's honestly going to come down to if they want you know if they want more spacing on the floor they might have to pull Dwight off uh, because you're obviously not going to get that unless he did. Add the three-point shot this and we, offseason. We do think the finishing lineup will probably not have him in the lineup. It will probably be yes. the KP to center, uh, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith at four or something like that. Which Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so with Dwight, my biggest question, and you kind of touched on there, is can he rebound? Because if we're <laughs> going to – because it, because that's the thing. Like, normally when you think about these hustling guys, you think of like a Kenneth Fareed that's like the um, – that's kind of in the same same vein as Dwight, yeah. as far as just this like energy, athletic, jump super high. Doesn't but do like a lot Kenneth else. Freed, Kenneth Freed rebounded really well yeah. when he was in the league. So can Dwight up his rebounds? The the most rebounds Dwight has ever averaged in a season was two seasons ago at five point six rebounds a game. And I get that he only averaged twenty one minutes, but still last year twenty one minutes and he averaged five point three rebounds. If you do that at For, per per thirty six, oh, you doing per thirty six? No, that was his per his, game. His per thirty six last year. So if he if he played thirty six minutes, which would be a lot, which would actually yeah, lead cool. the league yeah. last year, which is kind of funny. Uh, but if he played that many minutes, he would only he would only average nine or eight point nine rebounds a game. Yeah, you don't you say like <laughs> that for for somebody like Dwight at his size with those biceps <laughs> that we we've seen on Twitter, uh, which have been there by the way. This is not a new development. True, true, um, and. Paired with Porzingis, two years ago when yeah. Porzingis before he got hurt, Porzingis only averaged six boards a game. So Porzingis isn't known for being this crazy rebounder, even though he's seven foot three. When you look at it, Luka might average more rebounds than Dwight or KP, and like that's I think he will. I, I know, but that's something that I don't want. So like, <laughs> I think like that's one of the biggest questions is can Dwight if if KP is going to start at technically the four, however you want to say it, four and five offense, defense, all this stuff. And Dwight is the five, then Dwight needs to, if he's going to match up against some of these other bigs in the league, I want to see his rebounding numbers go up. And hopefully it does. We hope it does. The rebounding thing is definitely the biggest of the things that I said. Like, can he add something to his game? That's the biggest thing. Uh, best case scenario, he does add that. And he does, you know, prove that the the combo of the Porzingis, Dwight Powell, you know, four on offense, five on defense, you know, flip-flop, vice versa, whichever one. That proves to be a seamless fit. Like, that would that would be best-case scenario if that just works so well and they work so well together. You have – I mean, there's, there's possibilities that we could have a 4-5 pick and roll with Porzingis and Dwight. Yeah, right? possibly. Like, like, they could do that. They could pull that off. Yeah, possibly. Because Porzingis can pull up. Porzingis can, you know, he's not, he hasn't been the greatest passer, but that's definitely something he should add to his game. Um, and the worst case scenario for Dwight Powell is he leans back into the, he tries to, to space the mm. floor more. <laughs> he, yes. And, uh, and it, man, we, Guys, we, if y'all thought Dwight Powell <laughs> three pointers that he missed badly in the previous years were frustrating, um, imagine having KP and Luca on the floor. And then something like that happens. So if got, people were getting mad that Wes Matthews was taking shots instead of Luca last year, imagine yes. if it was Dwight taking from Luca and su- KP. 
something I, I a question I did forget to bring throw out there is I do want to see how small of fours he can guard. Yeah. I, I do want to see that to where if they do play somebody like Philly and let's say Horford's out or something and Tobias is their four or they're playing uh, Draymond in the Warriors or you fill in the blank, Siakam. Um, or Harrison Barnes in the Kings. Harrison Barnes on the Kings. Like the list just keeps on going down. Can Dwight Powell, is Dwight Powell going to guard those guys? Is Dwight Powell going to try to guard Tobias Harris? Is he going to guard Harrison Barnes? What does that look like if KP's taking the biggest man? And can he? And I think he's quick enough and athletic enough to guard those guys. But that's something I, I am curious about. We're getting ready to touch on Maxi in a little bit. I think Maxi is better at that, at guarding on the perimeter, than Dwight is. Um, but still, that's still a question you have to throw out there with Dwight, especially if he's starting games. For sure. So coming up next, let's get into Maxi and then... Boban. Boban. All right, Isaac. Maxi Kleba. Do you know? Would you happen to know what city Maxi? Ah, it's just it's eluding me. What city is Maxi from? Shanghai. Oh, he played with the Ducks, right? I thought that's what it was. Maxi Kleba from famously from Würzburg, Germany, the same town as Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, he is now going into his third NBA season. Man, time flies, Isaac. His third That's NBA crazy. season. This is he Maxi Kleba's career is the same as our Locked On Mavericks podcast career, pretty much. That's wild. Um, his first year he started thirty six games. Last year he started eighteen games. That combo of him and Dwight coming off the bench was awesome. And now he uh, he improved his three point shot from year one to year two. We always knew that his, the shot was there. Uh, we we weren't as concerned with. It, what's weird is that like Dwight can shoot thirty one percent and Maxi can shoot thirty one percent, and it's just completely different, right? Yes, yes, for sure. I mean, last year you know Maxi shot thirty five percent from three. He started off the season shooting you know pretty yeah pretty good with uh, with threes, and then he went down. Uh, not went down injury wise, but <laughs> as far as percentage wise. Um, it is kind of crazy when you when you look at the two and just like Maxi's role because obviously they he was this undrafted guy they bring him in they kind of, they develop him um, a lot of the analytic analytical crowd of NBA media love him yeah. uh, he was just on some new defensive stat for ESPN trotted out uh, not too long ago it's one of the best you know defenders in the league too um, I just mentioned a little bit ago he he can guard on the perimeter too just I think it was his rookie season. Remember how many uh, the draft gaff lineup? I mean, and not just that lineup, <laughs> right. but they were rolling Maxi sometimes out at the three, like which is crazy. But it shows like his athleticism too. He can guard these guys on the perimeter better than a lot of people think. Um, my biggest question for him: Can he beat out Dwight Powell? This is this question. is my th- this is my thing. Like, can because on paper. I love the pairing of Maxi and KP together. I love it. But I'm obviously, I think differently than Carlisle with this because Carlisle has these defined roles for the four and five. That's why we saw Maxi and Dwight come off the bench together last year because they love Maxi in that stretch four offensive role and on offense off the bench next to Dwight. Theoretically, KP will step into that same role next to Dwight that Maxi played off the bench last year next to Dwight. So, and be a much better version of Maxi at that at that spot. But I want I want to see Maxi. We 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 have 
pushed for this over the past, especially last year. I want to see Maxi more at the five. He can play the five. And but that's just not the rim rolling center. It's not like his role. And for some reason, Dallas doesn't want to trot him out with that. But I'm curious as the season goes along, especially if he shows that he can hit the three at 35, 36, 37 percent, and they look at it and say, "Hey, look at all the stuff Dwight gives us. Can Maxi give us 85 percent of what Dwight gives us rim rolling? But he adds a three pointer to that, and he's a better perimeter defender too." That's what I'm curious about because I would love to see him and KP together. Yes, uh, that is that is his best case scenario. If he if he proves if he just proves so much, it's kind of like Jalen Brunson. If he just proves so much that he needs to be in that starting lineup and he overtakes Dwight because of that, because of what he shows, not that just maybe Dwight struggles and then Maxie gets put in there by default, but if he shows enough that they think that he should be a starter and that he has to be a starter at that point, then I think that's best case scenario for him. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I think you can see it, um, even if he's maybe not a starter, uh, I think you can see him taking over that four spot at the end of game sometimes. Um, yeah. With with Boban coming on, now it looks like Boban's going to slide into, if you look at rotations last year, Dwight Powell's going to slide up to the DeAndre Jordan role, basically. And then Boban's going to slide into the Dwight Powell role. And now they're probably going to try to recreate this magic again off the bench in the front court with Maxi and Boban. And Just put Boban in the starting lineup and keep the magic off the bench. Oh, man. Boban don't, and KP. Don't. I mean, what are the downsides of starting two seven three guys? Okay, this is bleeding into some of Boban stuff. Okay. Because um, I – yeah. Anyway. We'll get to him. We'll get to him. Yes, best best case scenario, that's what happens with Maxi. He keeps his uh, his three-point shot, becomes uh, consistent 35 36 37%. Uh, best best case scenario, yeah, he he beats out Dwight for that spot, and he steps in as a starter, and he gives the Mavs a little bit more versatility at that five spot. Worst case scenario, his three point shot goes back to where it was at his rookie year, uh, and mm-hmm. he struggles, and he didn't shoot well from three in FIBA too, by the way. Um, but that goes back down, and his role just doesn't it just doesn't seem to fit. And but the, the Mavericks gave him that that longer contract too so they they like him they want to keep him around they wouldn't give him extra years if they didn't like him and so it's hard for me to, to think of what a worst case scenario for him is does who, yeah, who does he lose minutes to is my question i i think he could lose minutes to any of like dorian dorian justin jackson like like those two guys because i th- because if he's just locked in at that four spot and they don't entertain him playing the five which i would get because obviously you have dwight powell starting boban's not playing anything besides the five uh unless he wants to play the one and then kp is going to slide to the five sometimes towards the end of the game oh, we're not going mean, to get right- point sala anymore <laughs> point boban's going to be Boban point sala better on steroids. oh man uh but no i mean that's can you imagine when Boban does that like first no look pass, and it's just ugh, the crowd's just gonna, oh, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, if he's just a four, I think he he is gonna be battling. You know, what if if they want to go extra small and they put Dorian at the four, they put Justin Jackson at the four. Um, I think that's definitely a question. If he falls off, that's who he could lose minutes to for sure. Yeah, if, if he falls off, and if the Mavericks stay rigid in that he is only a four. I think is, yes. is part of his worst case scenario. Okay, so Boban, Boban signed this off season with the Mavericks. He was part of the Bobby and Toby show with Tobias Harris. He started in, uh, they started together in the in Detroit, and then they got traded to the Clippers, 
and then they got traded to the Sixers together, and now they're separated. The Mavericks separated the two, which kind of – actually, the Sixers did. The Sixers didn't re-sign him, so they, they should have. The biggest question for Boban for me is what's his, what's his role? Now, we know he's the backup five, but mm. how much of a role is he going to have? He, he gets a lot of publicity, obviously. He gets a lot of excitement. We did a whole podcast on him. We changed the whole intro. We did all that. Go back and listen to our Bobon podcast from when they signed him. Uh, we changed the intro and everything. It was super fun. But last year, he only played 58 games. He only played 11 minutes a game, and that was the most that he's played his entire career. Is he going to play that much with the Mavericks? Um, I think he can. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he can for sure because even when you look at last year, can or will? Can, that's that's my my question is will. What kind of role does it. Carlisle have for him? I think it'll be a little bit more. I think it'll be around the like twelve to fifteen mark because one, he did choose to sign here. They did give him a two year deal. I think you know he's not going to sign here if they're like, hey, like pfft, I don't know, like, you'll get in some games, you know, maybe like eight minutes or something like that. <clears throat> I think he'll have a role. You look at Dwight Powell last year as the, as the backup five uh, for Dallas, and you know he had 21 minutes a game. I don't think Boban's averaging 21 minutes a game. I don't think he's stepping into that exact Dwight Powell backup center role. Uh, but I think he'll I think he'll increase a little bit uh, as far as going up to that. I mean, in in Philly before he got traded, he was averaging right at 14 minutes a game. I think it'll be something like that that he did with Philly. Uh, for me, I, for me, I, I feel like his role is there. Like we know he's the backup five. We know he's not going to play a ton of minutes. He's going to get out there and do what he does best. He's going to rebound. He's going to block shots. He's going to, you know, have his little. He has crazy touch around the rim. I'm fascinated by. He was hitting his elbow touch. jumpers in the playoffs. Yes. Okay. So last year. Oh yeah. I have, get, I have two. Tell questions. me. Tell me. Two questions. Question one: Can he develop a consistent outside shot? Has he developed one? Has he? This is what we don't know yet because last year he attempted 10 three. What was it? I think it was uh, 10 threes last year. Yeah, a total of 10 threes last year. Before last year, uh, <laughs> he'd never attempted a three. Last year he attempted uh, 10 of them. Isaac he, hit- Isaac, he made four threes with the Sixers. He made four more threes than Ben Simmons did. <laughs> You're talking about the 15th best player in the league. Um, <laughs> Boban, all I know is Boban shot 40% from three. So don't sit there and give me <laughs> Seth Curry stats. Uh, Seth Curry is not the only person who shot 40% from three last year. Boban Move out t- the way, Joe Harris. <laughs> so I do I do wonder that because that does bring a different element to the bench unit. Uh, if him and Maxi, you know, is in there and they can both hit a three, I mean, it <laughs> never hurts to have a three. And both okay. Okay, actually, that's what we need to add to our board bets. How many, How threes, many threes does Boban? Yeah, that's a good one. He took 10 last year. What are we going to say? Double it, 20, 15? I think it's, I think it's okay, happening. Okay. They're definitely going to have him chuck shots. He made four in 22 games with the Sixers. Yes. Let's say over under 10 and a half. He's def- oh, that I'll take the over so fast on that. Okay. Because he attempted, he attempted ten at total for a season. I mean, he, no, no, yeah, I'm saying four. made. Yeah, he made four out of eight for Philly, and he shot two more with the Clippers. So, so you're saying he's going to make more than ten threes? Yes. I got it. 
Okay, so we're doing. What if I get a fifteen? Not attempted. No, I'm not doing fifteen. Twelve. No, I'm doing 10. twelve and a half. Got it. No, eleven and a half. It's ten and a half. I'm taking over. You're taking under, right? I will take. So that means I'll I take have under. To... Okay, Bobon, you better have worked on that three. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing our board bets one for tomorrow. By the way, we're we're gonna record it tonight, but we'll uh, drop it tomorrow. Uh, my second question is: How many minutes will he get with KP? Because that's just like oh, I, yes. I just best I just case scenario. See we see lots of that. When you turn on 2K, I'm just being real. They have Boban starting with KP, and it's just the best thing ever because <laughs> on 2K, it's the I mean, you can just block everything. But we got to see it. Two, seven, three guys, um, him and KP together, put Boban at that five spot and just put him in that role that he played. I mean, I just, we have to see it, and I just want to see how many minutes it, you know, it's going to happen. And some nights he, he, he's going to, he's probably going to start. Like when they play the Go Bears and things like that, I wonder if he's going to start. That's the thing. It comes down to I think this. That's one of the spots too that can be part of the bullpen. We've talked about this a thousand times. Yeah. The bullpen approach to the center. It's where you have Dwight. Maybe if they play, he's so a glad we time. don't have to talk about this anymore. And we can actually like talk about it happening. Yeah, and they they play maybe an at more athletic, smaller team, and they want maybe want to start Maxi, but then they play somebody like yeah, the Joel Embiid's of the world, and they're like, hey, we'd rather just start Bobon and put Bobon against Embiid and just have fun with yeah. it. So Embiid's yeah, a just quick. <laughs> For Bobo. Nobody's too quick for Bobo. And Beat is like an except, elite scorer now. It's wild for, what he's turned into. John Wick. I mean, yeah, it's cool when he plays. He played a lot last year. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, that's Bobo. Yeah, 10 to 15 minutes a game. I feel like, yeah, his role is – the. I mean, you know exactly what he's going to give Dallas. Uh, I do want to see how many minutes he plays with KP. I do want to see um, – well – I look forward to seeing him make more than 10 threes mm. next year. And and per 36 last year, 14 rebounds a game. So he's going to get you boards for sure. Mm-hmm. So if you're wondering where the boards are coming from, just put Bob on it and he'll get you boards. <laughs> there you go. All right, that's our player previews of the, the bigs. Powell, Kleba, Boban. We're excited for all of them. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow with our board bets. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Bobon. Peace out. Bobon. Boom. Boom.